Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, switching it up, record scratch, burp, 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 burp. not Sally, because uh, they had to move their flight up uh, to go to Nashville for a wedding. So it is the one and only Randy Trembacki. Yes, no video today, because I am over here on the microphone. What's going on, Randy? How's, uh, how's things? Uh, I'm looking at this shirt I want to buy. I've been telling you about this. Uh, it, it was out of stock when I originally wanted it, and then I got back into stock for 70 bucks. I'm like, I'm not spending 70 bucks on this. Then I got an email yesterday that mm. it's down to 50 bucks, and now I'm putting it in my cart and I'm running some honey uh, right. to see if it, I can get even thing. I know I can get 10% off by signing up for the newsletter, but I want to see if I can get a little bit more than 10%. Non, non-spawn on honey, by the way. Is there is there a price for a piece of clothing where it's like an automatic? Like oh yeah no like I am like I'll go to Target right and I'll go to the uh, just kind of peruse the men's section because I like some of their basics the it's called the the Goodfellow brand I believe and if there's like a long sleeve T-shirt in a color that I don't have and it's like seventeen dollars it's an automatic yeah, this is what retail therapy listen to retail therapy part of the Washington sure. Network by Sunday Scaries they call imminent cop. Oh, okay. As in that they're about to buy it for sure. So oh, uh, for cops. me, it's more of a an impulsive cop. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I don't have that color. I like their shirts. Boom, done. If it's a shirt I like and it's under 30 bucks, automatically. It's, yeah, like, automa- it's like, yeah, I can do that. That's a good one. I think if I start seeing t-shirts get up into the 40s, it's... it's it it's, has uh, to be a shirt I really, really want yep. for the 40s. And if, I yeah. get, if I'm in the sweater game, it's in the 50s or below. Well, you, you got to be careful of cheap sweaters. Because yeah. they shrink and they just, you know, the doesn't only, go well. The only thing I'll ever buy clothing-wise over $100 is shoes, suit, and then, like, maybe an, a jacket. But, like, yeah. if it's, like, pants or, you know, a shirt or something like that or anything else, if it's over 100 bucks, like, ah, it's not, not for Yeah. Me. You know, everybody says, like, you haven't, you haven't worn jeans until you've worn, like, nice, nice jeans. I, my jeans are perfectly fine. And they're like 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, Levi's, Mudgies. Love me some Mudgies. Love me some Mudgies. The only thing I'll, I'll go comfortably triple digits on is is outerwear. Jackets and that kind of stuff. Okay. Vests, maybe. Uh-oh. I'm not a vest guy. It says, uh, Honey is telling me that there's three potential coupons. So let's see. Or in, and then let's, let's You are see. looking live. Apply three coupons. Okay. Uh, okay. I see a hello 10, which I already get down. I see a 20. And something, mm-hmm. let's see. Finishing up. Where's the drum roll? Ah, it's only 10% off. Which okay, I gotten, but gotten still. Anyways. But still, yeah, it's good. You got, uh, so you're, we're down to 45 before uh, shipping? Yeah, for Before shipping, 44.10. You're saving okay. $4.90. How about that, Randy? Do I pull trig? I can also, <laughs> I, I love that I can finance these things now. Too. Oh, you can clarn so it I, or yeah, after pay I, it for I, I 10 bucks a month. I can pay it so that I can just pay like, Ten dollars, like for uh, four months, four weeks. Yeah, I had a. Uh, it's great. I had a teacher, I think in college. I guess it was. It was like a, a risk. I, had, I took my, one of my favorite classes of all time, risk management, and it was in studying derivatives and studying. Frat. It was really cool. It was really really cool finance stuff, and uh, he said you should finance a sandwich if you if you can because in theory, money in your pocket could be put in a fund, an index fund, and you make more than the interest rate that you would be financing at. So uh, 
or made more than the interest rate that oh how am i trying to say this i don't know i told myself i wasn't going to buy anything the rest of january but yeah this thing is going to sell out fast because it already did instead instead of spending five dollars on a sandwich uh, let me let me get this right you should finance it for five dollars with an interest rate of just call it three percent so you end up paying five fifteen or whatever that three percent gets you over the time of the of the financing and you should in theory take the money that you're going to pay this with the sandwich put it in a fund and make like 525 on it in a, in a in a fund and so you make a in theory a profit or a net gain what type of funds though that, that might have That's, made sense yeah, back so, then who knows well, nowadays i mean you could in i guess the you could go something risk-free like a high yield savings account perhaps or just a U.S. Treasury bond, something like that. Am I pulling trig on this? Yeah, we pull trig on it. Pulling trig. All right, let me make sure. Well, hold on, let me make sure I got the right thing. What is the mail-in? You might be asking yourself. <laughs> you can do that while I'm making sure that I have the right uh, order. Yeah, we uh, we answer questions here. Randy and I are going to do that for you guys today. Please hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L. That is eight 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 three six two six two four five. Or you can write in at the LinkedIn Twitter bio at Mail In Podcast or in the description of this episode. Um, you watch us on YouTube usually, not today, but uh, we are youtube.com slash yeah, podcast or last episode. Uh, but we'll get back into the swing of that. Just to, scheduling issues, really. It's true. On, uh, we're not throwing Sally under the bus, but when we when Randy has to be on the mail-in, we can't really film it. And mm -hmm. Kayla uh, had a skin procedure that she didn't want to be on camera for. So. Yes. Uh, Sally is uh, no longer on maternity leave, so she, her schedule has gone back to uh, she has to work. So. Yeah. Yep. And we are not as important as being a nurse. Or Correct. An she's a she's a, a, she's a right? uh, CCRN. It's a anesthetist okay. of some sort. I don't know Does what the, the N stand for. Nurse. Yeah, I think I think okay. RN means nurse. Re registered nurse. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, but we do support working moms, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So hey, what's our first question? <laughs> hey, Brett and Randy, should I push my wife to work out? Here's some context. Last year, we went on an awesome vacation to Maine and toured around the state, eventually hitting Acadia National Park. Beautiful place. Uh, it was a very memorable trip, and we found a love of going to national parks. Fast forward to now, and she proposed a new trip later this year to Glacier National Park. Also a beautiful place. Uh, I'm extremely excited, and it looks amazing. However, this trip would be mostly about hiking and kayaking through the park. When we went to Acadia, I told her she needed to work out prior to the trip to prepare for the biking we would do. She ignored me, and it ended up really backfiring on her. It took us a couple hours longer than it should have, and we had to stop to walk a dozen times on the 14-mile ride to get to the end. I bit my tongue on, and I told you so after the trip, but now that she wants to do a trip that would be hikes of five or ten or more miles, I think she needs to take exercising seriously before the trip. If she doesn't, she will hate the hikes, and I will have to keep her pace, which will be frustrating for me. I brought up the fact that she needs to take it more seriously this time, and she agreed, but has not made any effort to work out in the couple of weeks since we discussed this trip. I get that it would be several months from now, but she hasn't worked out since high school 10-plus years ago, and it's going to take a while to get her stamina up. She's an adult, and I kind of want to let her figure it out again, how out of shape she is, but I also don't want to pay thousands of dollars to watch her struggle for a week. How should I approach this to get her to take it seriously? Yeah, that's You know a, what comes to mind first for me on this? Like, I get where he's coming from, but like Glacier National Park 
if you're if you're hiking all these things and it, it can be dangerous to not be in shape in shape like that is that's that is the wilderness and if you are like you are a long way away from i mean not that you're not in acadia too but glaciers middle of fucking nowhere montana and uh yeah like it's, it could be it could be literally dangerous for you to not to have to stop and camp overnight because you don't know what weather's going to do. You don't know what like the, the wildlife there is, is, you know, that that's what immediately comes to mind. So I don't know, maybe that's some motivation for her. Yeah. Uh, th- th- this is a tough one. Yeah. It, I've been in a situation before where someone wasn't, uh, we're doing physical activity mm-hmm. and they were getting frustrated that the group was like too kind of like leaving them behind, but oh, not yeah. like really. And then it was also like, well, we can't like, go super pace because we don't want to leave this person behind so in both ways it's frustrating for both parties if person's not in shape and you're going to be mm-hmm. doing physical activity i this is communication this has yeah, to be just a to sit say, down and like a serious conversation be like hey i told you like i didn't want to say i told you so but remember last time this is like i'm not saying that you're out of shape or like anything like that i'm not telling you to lose weight but we need yeah. to, we need to get your stamina up because it's going to frustrate me when you when we we can't keep up. We have to keep stopping. Like, yeah, and it's going to frustrate you when I'm going to keep on trying to push you and yeah. all stuff. And this is just going to be this vacation is not going to be fun. And that's the point of us going on vacation. Correct. This sounds like a vacation that's going to be a week of like, it's just going to descend into into just bitter like, you won't keep up. I don't want to keep up. Why are we hiking every day? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This also could be. It sounds like you may love national parks and you may love hiking. I don't. I don't know how shared it is. Yeah, if she does, then she does like it. Then yeah, the, the, I say it this way, or maybe yeah, choose a different vacation that's more yeah. uh, a mix of the two. That's maybe not five to what five to ten mile hikes. Five ten or more. Yeah, I mean, do the. Uh, there's one. I think it's called the Avalanche Lake or Avalanche Pass or something like that in Glacier, um, and it's gorgeous it's like a four mile hike it's perfect just do that maybe maybe just instead of doing the 14 miler or go like on a cruise to alaska i don't know i how do you tell her about it communicate be like here are my concerns just sit her down and be like i don't want to get frustrated i know i'm going to get frustrated um i don't want you to not enjoy it because this is a vacation we're supposed to be having fun it's like golf it's fun we're having fun um so yeah, it, it's just one of those things like let's have a sit down here. You're not telling her to lose weight. You're not telling her to, to get in shape to be more attractive. It's just like I want you to enjoy this trip as much as I'm going to. So let's talk about how to do that. And if if you're gonna do if we if if it's a Katie all over again, it's not gonna be as fun. I agree. Do you do you be blunt with it? I don't know. You, do you gotta, like what you I did gotta, there? You gotta, do, do you do do be do you be blunt with it? Do be do be blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We folks. Sure. Uh I think you approach it softly at first, but you know, mm-hmm. after maybe you have to drive the point home, you have to be blunt. But it's it's a it's a hard, yeah, it's kind of taboo. And like it's gonna be hard not coming across as an asshole saying like straight up saying, like, well, you're out of shape and this isn't gonna be fun. Like you need to approach it by not saying that, having that tone. <laughs> Yeah, maybe let's just let's do Nashville and call it a day. I'm saying I would love to go on a cruise to Alaska. 
But yeah, I, this is, and it's you like, need to have this conversation. You can't plan this whole trip and in the back of mind having the, this thought. And then when it comes to reality and actually happens, then you're like even more frustrated because you knew it was going to happen. And then, right. yeah, so you totally. need to at least have the conversation before. It's also, it's also his wife. It's not, a, it's not a girlfriend that you're you know, trying to like kind of be tiptoe about. Tip-toe yeah, and, this yeah, is supposed to be wife. a person you're like the closest to that you right. should be able to have real talks with. Let's talk it out and really get to the bottom. And she's like, dude, I just fucking don't want to hike. Like, Let's do one hike, but I don't want to hike all week. And maybe that's where her head's at. And then you find a compromise. Like, okay, we're going to do one big one, one small one, and then drive around Glacier because it's fucking gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I drove an RV around there for a couple hours. Incredible. Incredible views. And kayaking is fun too because like you can th- – then you can just do most of the work and she can paddle when she needs to. Well, that would be canoeing. You can't kayak. kayak oh, yeah. I guess kayaks are one – well, there's two people kayaks. Are there? I thought yeah. those were just canoes. Well, there's are canoes they? and multiple person kayaks. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I've never seen those. I have, uh, I, I'm working on purchasing this thing. It was a lot more steps than just hitting pay, apparently. Because now I'm doing the, I'm financing it. <laughs> $8 for shipping. Well, while you do that, let's talk about our friends over at Liquid IV, Randy. Don't reinvent yourself for the new year. Just rehydrate yourself with Liquid IV. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, all in a single sugar-free stick. So you can feel like a hydrated new you, ready to take on 2024. Randy, are you currently drinking Liquid IV? I am currently not drinking Liquid IV. I'm currently drinking just water, but... I had uh, filled my water bottle back at home mm-hmm. with water, yep. and I got in my car and realized I didn't have my wa- water bottle, so I was annoyed. But thankfully, the pe- people at Liquid IV have sent us oh. thermoses that have uh, Liquid IV on the thermos. So got it. Maybe I should have put some Liquid IV on this. But yes, I'm drinking out of a Liquid IV thermos right now. Big fan of the sugar-free nature of these new Liquid IV packs. Um, not that I didn't like the old ones, but the, the new ones are great because you can do them. I do, I do them in the morning. Uh, if I've had maybe a night out or if I had hockey the night before or whatever it might be, rehydrate. I can do them in the afternoon when I can feel myself starting to slip a little bit. Uh, maybe need some energy, so do the matcha energy blend. Oh, I love the the yuzu pineapple and the matcha. The, mm-hmm. Their energy ones are probably some of my favorite things that they have. And then also, you can't forget about the uh, the immune support. Oh, yeah. Boom. You feel like a little stretch in the throat, start hammering a couple of those. Anytime I go on a trip, like for some reason, I always feel a little sick right before I go. Mm-hmm. So I just, a week prior, I'm always just doing the, the immune support and it works. Yeah. It's just liquid IV's got something for everybody. Rehydrate yourself with a blend of nutrients and electrolytes that you need. You know, it's, it's like, it's just better than hydrating with water alone. I agree. And it's delicious. The Concord grape is by far everybody, my everybody's favorite. favorite. Rehydrate yourself for the new year. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com. Randy, ready for the next one? Yes. Hi, Sally and Randall. Apologies in advance as this is a long one and also a heavy topic. You mean Brett and Randy? What did I say? <laughs> he said Sally and oh, Randall. <laughs> <laughs> you excluded yourself. Brett and Randall. Uh, do you have any advice on how to broach the topic of a friend's unhealthy drinking? A close friend of mine's 
close, excuse me, a close friend of my fiance's has always been a big drinker and normally it isn't a problem, but over the past few months, more and more of us in the friend group have noticed that it seems to be spiraling into a truly dangerous and unhealthy level. We've all noticed that literally no matter what he's doing, this friend needs to have a beer in his hand. The group also went on a bachelor party for another guy friend, and there was an incident where he almost fought one of their friends and was trying to drink on the road trip to their destination. I've also noticed him saying how shitty he feels a lot of the time, his hangovers are way worse, etc. And all of this has happened after he actually had to go to the hospital once because he was so sick and found out he was literally in alcohol withdrawal symptoms. Ooh, yikes. Uh, it seems like all this drinking is finally catching up to him, and it's honestly scary to see considering we're all in our late 20s and early 30s. The real problem is how defensive he is about it. His family does have a history of addiction issues, and his own brother brought it up to him that he's been going overboard and should chill out. But he got incredibly defensive and said nothing is wrong. Do you guys have any advice on how to handle this? Obviously, as his friends, I consider him a friend too, by the way, not just some someone my fiance is friends with. We hate seeing this unfold and are really concerned. Personally, I think it's because he and his wife are in a really unhealthy relationship and they both drink way too much, like straight up encouraging each other to drink more all of the time, but that's another issue for another day. I feel like a bad friend and also a bad person if I just sit by and potentially let our friend drink himself into real health problems, but I have no idea how to approach, so any advice is appreciated. I feel like this is a situation where like an intervention is actually like applicable. Yeah, I mean, my first reaction to this was like, I haven't dealt with this before. Neither have I. And so I, I, I my, my initial thought was to sort of crowdsource from the mail-in, uh, the mail-in community, the mail-inners, the lunch line, um, to let us know if you've had something like this or have dealt with this yourself or have had. Uh, experience with this so then we could possibly take your suggestions and your help and parlay that into uh better advice but I, I think right the first thing when it comes to an alcohol addiction or or any addiction is sort of admitting you have a problem right and, and that's, that's the kind biggest of, problem here is that this person this person is defensive about it and like she mentioned like having a beer on the way to the bachelor party destination we all do that so i don't think that 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 one's probably like a. Yeah, it seems more the alcohol withdrawals. Yeah, the and alcohol like, withdrawal and having a beer in your hand at all times. It's unhealthy. This now, is this is the age too. I'm I'm wondering how old they are, but like if I was on a bachelor party and I had a guy like this that was just constantly getting like super hammered and like started fighting people, it yeah. would it would be at the point where everyone's like, "All right, dude, we're not going to hang out with you anymore if this is how you're going to behave." And maybe that's. You have to be like that, but then that's like completely giving up on the person and yeah. nail them to their own ways. It's like that's a that's a slippery slope if you choose that route, right? It's you you got it. Like there's there has to be a sit down. I hesitate to say intervention, but maybe you sit down with your fiance and him and just like I don't know, have like a a one on one conversation. And if this dude just keeps getting defensive about it, at some point. He has to, you know, know how to help himself and like what like why does he need the the beer in his hand at all time or why does he need to drink overboard and why does he want to fight people? Like there's obviously root causes here. Um, family history of addiction and 
unhealthy relationship with his wife, it sounds like. Like, where is she in all of this? Does she think he has a problem? I'd like to hear her perspective on it. They obviously encourage each other to uh, get sloppier. And it's one, it's, you know, it's one thing to get hammered all the time and just drink yourself to sleep or whatever, but it's another thing to change your behavior into fighting and anger and hospital visits, right? Which I've had friends in the past that, like, aren't good drinkers as in like when they drink like they become a different person and we've mm-hmm. had to be like hey man like maybe you shouldn't be drinking like it hasn't been like as bad as this where it's denial and all this yeah but it's like maybe you need to like take the you know foot off the gas because it seems like every single time you drink you go into this dark place and all this like right and you know i think usually people coming from like a good place they'll listen to that but this guy won't listen honestly like like brad and i both said we haven't really dealt with this severe of a case, mm-hmm. I would try to find like maybe a Reddit that is about addiction and stuff. And then you can post this in there and people that have been on the side of like the denial that they can tell you what helped for them. And yeah. stuff. I think Reddit is a good place for support groups too, not mm-hmm. just, you know, memes and everything. It could, they, that could be a really good resource for you to try to find out like what could help and what doesn't work. Yeah. I don't hate that. I think the options here are, you know, you got to find resources on what to do for, for like, you're not the first person to deal with this issue. You're not going to be the last. Um, and it's one of those, like, I wish we had better advice here. I, I wanted to, I wanted to have this question on because I, I, it is important. It is heavy. I'm sure you're not the only mail-in listener who's dealt with something similar. Um, so that's this is my effort to crowdsource help here, and maybe we can follow up with this one on a future episode. But uh, yeah, it's there's interventions on the table, one-on-one sit-downs on the table. I mean, again, it's it's communicating, it's finding out why he does this or what 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 the alcohol does for him. Is it he hates being at the level zero, so he has to go to level five in order to feel comfortable and. You know, I think addiction is a, there's many reasons for it and many, uh, it's, it's therapeutic in whatever way, but I don't think we have the answers for this one today, yes. but I wanted to get it out there because I think it's important to answer. Yes. I, I highly recommend finding some resources of people that have really gone through this. Yes. There you go. Uh, Hey, mail and crew, what are your thoughts on loaning or giving money to friends? Here's my situation. My friend's dog had a medical emergency, so my friend brought her dog to two different emergency vets and eventually was told that her dog had swallowed a huge part of a tennis ball. For her dog to recover, uh, the vet would have to surgically remove it. Thing is, the surgery cost 12 grand. My friend maxed out both of her credit cards to pay for the surgery. She knew of the cost before they performed the surgery. I guess the options were to pay or hope the dog passed the tennis ball on her own. And there were no payment plan options. I know her income and financial situation, and I'm worried that she's going to get into insane credit card debt after paying for her dog's surgery. So what's the move here? Sure, maybe I wouldn't personally have paid that much for medical treatment for my dog, but we're close friends, and I hate to see her get crippled with credit card debt. I'm in a financial position to be able to help. Uh, would y'all give money as a gift and ask not to be paid back on it, do a no-interest loan, etc.? I'm also married, so I'd definitely be making the decision with my husband's input. What a good person. 
Yeah, I mean, good good for you for even considering this. I I think loaning money is is sort of this slippery slope uh, because in the case of my specific case, I won't say names or anything, but um, this friend has has come back for more afterwards. Mm. And, you, you know, 1,000 turns into 2,000, turns into 3,000, turns into rent again. And that's where that's where the slippery slope has come in for me, for for buddies I know have helped out friends. And you have to be able to trust this person to not do that because when that starts happening, friendships start to erode. Now, this is feels like a different thing altogether because it's not somebody that's begging you for money. You're basically saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you out uh, out of my own. But she's not asking for help. She's just saying, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to save my dog's life, and this is how I got to do it, and I just have to take the hit. Now, it's weird that there's no payment plan potential. So what I would do is, you know, if you're not going to loan her money, uh, encourage her to consolidate that immediate credit card debt that she's going to have, that 12 grand, like pay it on your credit card and then get a, a personal loan. You know, it's not the perfect system, but consolidate it so that you can pay monthly, just not to your credit card, just to somebody, you know, a SoFi or something like that. So you do end up having a monthly payment, which makes it a little bit easier, but um, maybe that's suggestion number one. Uh, but if you want to do this, I think probably like no interest loan or at least cover some of it kind of thing is where my head goes. Where do you, like, where do you stand on this? This is a lot of money. Yeah, I see. They say gift. Yeah. Maybe like that, of course, talk to your husband first sure. about how much you're comfortable with. Maybe like start off and be like, hey, a lower amount than the loan that you would give. But if you're saying no questions asked, like you're struggling, here's mm -hmm. here's a gift, just give it to him. And then maybe I, I say what you just said was probably good is finance like that. But you could probably say, and if you need help, else like we can offer a loan but like we need to like have a more serious discussion but sh straight up just leading with the gift being like i am you're, you're not saying no to this this is a gift that i'm like helping you out with yeah and if here's you, if you are you comfortable with me doing this and i'm comfortable with that like yeah. then we can do a, a loan situation but if you want to just do a a smaller gift at first mm -hmm. i think that's makes you a pretty good person but i've seen a lot of people like do GoFundMes for their their pets uh yeah so so maybe you could just help organize like getting that set up for her too mm -hmm. and maybe get more like friends that just pitch in a little bit here and there but yeah and you know it's one of those like get, get pet insurance i think that's like a a psa that uh, everybody who yeah. has had pet insurance it's helped them immensely in situations like this where you you know you still have to pay a thousand bucks but it's not twelve thousand bucks so I think you're, you know, maybe that maybe it's a, a mix. It's like here's here's two grand, no questions asked. I don't expect this to ever be seen again. And if you want to talk about, you know, six more or eight more or ten more, no interest loan, like pay me back when you pay me back. Here's like a maybe we set a timeline. I don't I don't necessarily know. Yeah, I, I think giving friends money, money friends it, it, is... right? It's tough. It's like loaning money to a family member is one thing because you're your family but friends it's like i i would want to do the same thing and i don't necessarily know you know i and i have done the same thing and it unfortunately has 
gotten a little slippery, right? But I, I just this is a lot of a lot of money, and if you truly have it like that, and twelve grand or five grand is sort of a drop in the bucket, good for you. Good for you, right? And and everybody's financial situation is different, but yeah, I can see this is definitely weighing heavy on you. Do the gift. I would say I I would give you clearance that like help out for sure with the gift if like you and your husband are comfortable with that, like help them out and then go with the different options that we said. Yeah, and then maybe you maybe encourage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, But like, (laughs) hold on. But if it's if it's loaning a buddy, like for example, uh, buddy's brother. Couldn't go to his bachelor party because it was going to be super expensive. He was just out of college. We all bought his flight and hotel room kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. that, there's loaning money and and doing things for people. Um, I think it's different than just writing, like cutting a check for ten grand or twelve grand. Um, so I'm all for like if somebody's in a tough spot and got laid off and then you can't make your wedding or something like that. I have no problem being like. Here's five hundred dollars for your flight. No questions asked. I'm never, never pay me back. I've, I've had a friend do that yeah. for me. It was very nice. Very, very nice. Um, this is different. This is any five figures. You're you're talking significant investment. Un- unless it maybe it's not. And good for you, but uh, good for you for even thinking about this in the first place. Yeah. Well, I uh, actually I can't do the finance on that shirt for some reason. It said that I couldn't, so I had to pay it all now. So. Can you uh can you loan me some like fifty bucks? What if I what if I could save you sixty uh, percent off of Green Chef? Oh, okay, that works too. Green Chef has made my life better. It's it's simple as that. Green Chef brings ingredients for lunch, dinner, breakfast to your door each week, and makes you a chef, a Green Chef, if you will. They give you the tools to be your own boss, Randy. Green Chef is uh, basically elevating your everyday wellness with the number one meal kit for clean eating. You can discover new gut-friendly recipes each week. They deliver whole food for your whole body. They're committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your body, like we said. Uh, What's on the menu this week, Randy? You ready for this? Hit me. Uh, how about some harissa apricot chicken? Oh. Maybe some lemon herb sockeye salmon with quinoa. Oh. How about some Turkish spiced chicken tacos? That sounds good. That sounds really That good. sounds like a fusion there. Uh, here's here's where I'm at. Parmesan linguine with shrimp and bacon. <sighs> mm. This is the best thing I love about uh, meal kits. They just open your world to becoming a better chef in general, too. And like Absolutely. Seeing like what ingredients work with and how to prepare things. Actually, this sesame chicken with broccoli stir-fry and garlicky cauliflower rice. Mouth's watering. Mouth's watering. It, it really, it, it makes, makes cooking fun. I was never much of a chef. I had takeout in New York pretty much every night when I lived there. And now I, I truly enjoy chefing stuff up. And Green Chef is, is a big reason for that. So I have a deal for you, Randy. Hit me. This year, satisfy your hunger and feel great with every bite. Green Chef offers uh, real wholesome food that also support a healthy lifestyle. Get 60% off Green Chef plus 20% off your next two months with code 60MAIL 
at greenchef.com slash 60mail. Again, get 60% off Green Chef plus 20% off your next two months with code 60mail at greenchef.com slash 60mail. Next one, Randy. Let's give some life advice. Or let, let's, sorry, we always do that. Let's, let's, let's do a, uh, let's help this, this man make a major decision. Oh, okay. I can see you. Let's see. All right, go ahead. Hey, mail-in crew. I'm a 25-year-old man living in New York City who's looking, looking to, uh, ex- he says, accept his career. Just going to leave that there. Uh, I was recently fortunate enough to get into several business schools and cannot pick which one to go to. Here are my options. Option one, a top 10 school that fits my preferred location and with the strongest culture of academics of the three, the only catch, I'm paying full price, 200000 plus. Number two, a top 10 school with a less desirable location and slightly worse academics. I'm also not as fond of the culture and I think I'd be happier at place one. Place two, however, has offered me attendance at 30% off. Option three, a top 25 school with a nice location, but a worse reputation and worse academics. They have offered me a full scholarship. I'm having a hard time deciding between what is financially responsible, what would best accelerate my career, and where I would be the happiest. Please let me know how you would weigh this in. Thank you from Indecisive Businessman. Well, first of all, sick flex that you have uh, three top 25 schools. Yes, very, very cool of you. So, oh man, this true, I mean, true, true decision making matrix stuff right here. Yeah. So, this you is draw the, out your semicircles and your, and your Venn diagrams and your pros and cons lists, right, Randy, when you make a big decision like that? Let's do, let's SWOT analysis this, right? Sure. Uh, so, business school, I'm not a businessman. You know, mm-hmm. people might not know about that, but I'm not. Yep. But what, how long is business school? Uh, anywhere from, a year to two years or so. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not, not a, it's, it's not, not a like forest. No, no, no. It's not a school. Yeah. Okay. So two years. So one to two years. Two hundred k though. Plus oh yeah. For two years, maybe. Oof. Sometimes, sometimes three. I know, like Yale's program is like eighteen months if you do one track. It can be, but but more or less, it's two years or one and a half with some sort of extended internship or something like that. I guess my my question is. One thing to look at is how much money do you think you'll be making once you're finished with so this? So that's that's what you're weighing here is like when you go to med school, right? It's going to cost you an arm and a leg, and you're going to be in all of that BS for years. Not BS, but you know what I mean. You're mm-hmm. you're you're paying a lot of money for a lot of years, and then you ended up making it back pretty quickly because you're a doctor or you're a surgeon or whatever it might be. With business school, it ends up like. There's some sort of equation where it's right, like your expense on business school eventually meets this like salary. I wish we equation. had video. Brett's, know, did, Brett's doing I'm, his arms as the different as, uh, as the graph line, lines. Yes. <laughs> and it, it really depends on how much this is going to accelerate you. Are you doing business school to get ahead at your current career? Um, are you doing it to meet somebody and and network your way into a higher position? Because if that's the case, if you're if you're really doing it to for the long run, then I think 
you go with the best school in the best location, the strongest culture in academics, even though you're paying full price. Now, your financial situation has a lot to do with this, right? Is mm -hmm. it are you being helped out at all? Are you comfortable with that debt on you? Are you are you confident in your ability to business school your way into a position where 200k afterwards is going to be a drop in the bucket with what you plan on bringing in afterwards and i think that's kind of the allure of business school to begin with is that hey go here it's going to cost you a lot but you're going to be making so much that it's not going to matter yeah, in the long run uh, connections are going to be so good that you know yeah and and that's the thing that like if you're if you're truly concerned about that debt like it'd be one thing if we're just talking undergrad here right but we're talking business school the point of business school is to meet people and like you're going to just do case studies all over the place yeah you're going to learn stuff but the point of b school is to find people that are going to accelerate your next 20 something years of life right and and you've earned that right to do that with a top 10 and, and a very high academic school. So you're going to pay for that access. So for me, it's, it's option one. And I'm just kind of betting on myself to go to that school. It's where you want to be location wise. It's the best reputation in academics, call it Harvard. And you're, you're, you're basically betting that your long-term is going to uh, erase that debt more quickly than if you were to go to the other option. You know, you know what I, I enjoy about this question? Mm -hmm. It says, I'm having a hard time deciding between what is financially responsible, what would ex accelerate my career. Dude, this is your first test as a businessman. Yeah, no, it, it literally is. is. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, is, this is step one. They're, they're testing you. Right. And I think, I mean, obviously, it's not the most financially responsible decision. It's I, probably going to accelerate your career the best. It, it really comes down to how, like, what, what are you trying to get out of this? Are you trying to get a degree? that you just put on your resume and then send it out to a, a, however many places. Are you trying to network your way up to a specific position? Or are you, are you saying business school is going to get me into this career track that eventually leads me to here? So it, it, it's, I guess it's more about what your end goal is than yeah. where you're at right this second. Because the big thing this thing, he's talking about the, the culture. And I'm like, to me, the culture is very important for undergrad studies. Yeah, in I business agree. school, I, I don't really understand like the culture. You should, you're probably you're doing when you're in post grad, you're focusing on actually your career and education yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff instead of culture. So now, if culture means like alumni base yeah. and alumni, you know, like networking events, and that's one thing. But if it just means like, oh yeah, now I can go to football games, it's not. That's not what it's about. Yeah. I, I'm looking at, a, to me, option two, the top 10 school, still top two. Yep. He says less desirable location, which means that he doesn't make it seem like it's that off-putting. Just like, oh, I prefer to go to the first one. Mm -hmm. And 30% off is, is pretty good. Like, it's sort honey of, only got me 10% off. So, I mean, But it's sort of like, good. it's like it feels Goldilocks on the surface, but you also have the what if of option one. And you have the what if of option two, because you're like, if you're not as happy at the school, even though it's like it checks the boxes of top 10 and then you're going to be like, well, I, I actually, I, I honestly, I would rather go one or three here for me. Really? Because he doesn't like, if you just don't like the location and you're there for a couple of years, 
I don't think you're going to get as much out of it as you want to at option one. Or option three, you go to a top 25 school, nice location. You're going to have a full scholarship, no debt, and still end up with a pretty cushy gig afterwards. That's kind of the, the risk-free, the carefree option. And then option one is betting on yourself in a place you want to be, in a place you won't regret oh, yeah, going to. Yeah, because option three is a nice location. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like option two is the the worst location of the three. Correct. Yeah, full ride is, is hard to pass up, my guy. It, I mean, it, it is, but that's with, a bit. That's the financial business decision. You should yeah, take the full ride. And with business school, you're saying, all right, well, if I pay 200k, and I get out at 27 by 32, like obviously everybody has a plan. God slaps you in the face, mm -hmm. but by 32, and you're making really good money, is the bet is that is is going to pay for itself. I would say, okay, I'm, I think now that you've convinced me, I say go with option three unless option one is where it's like the alumni and like you're pretty much guaranteed like a soup out of this co college, this uh, this school, yep. number one, it's like you're guaranteed like a great job right out of the bat and like great alumni connections, then go and take the debt. But I think the, the full ride here with a nice location, still top 25 school, like a worse reputation mm -hmm. in a academics, like – it's still a top 25 school. It's not that bad of a reputation if it's a top 25 sure. school. I'm going to go option one. I'm going option three. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving option two. <laughs> Screw it. No, no. It's either you're getting it all off or none off. That's for me. 30% off. What's the point? So, yeah. Okay. Option one or three. There you go. Now you only have two options. Hey, guys. I'm a female in my late 20s, and naturally, tis the season of weddings. This year, I've been invited to six bachelorette parties. Uh, I'm excited to make every effort to attend the weddings, but oh. my question for you is, what do I do about all these freaking bachelorette parties? Holy crap. Uh, the tricky thing is three of the six bachelorette parties are for the for three, excuse me, for three friends from the same college friend group. So it will be basically the same group on all three trips. They're all taking place at destinations that require expensive travel and lodging, and they're all this summer. I... Okay. Since I can't afford all of them, how do I pick which of the three to go to? I worry about offending one or two of the college friends if I go to someone else in the friend group's bachelorette, but not theirs. If money and PTO grew on trees, of course, I'd be at all of them. P.S. Is it okay for me to be annoyed that the three girls in the same friend group are having destination bachelorettes in the same summer? Brett, I have a question. If this was three of your boys, would you do what I would do and say, "Hey, how about we just have a like a joint all three huge bachelor party?" Would you would you pitch that idea? For a guy, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's so many for I I especially like the the brides here. They're spending so much money on their own wedding and then they're going to be going on these other trips too. Mm -hmm. Presumably, that's Jeez Louise, I only have one wedding and bachelor this year, so I am, well, one that I'm standing up in. So I'm very happy with this year so far. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Yeah. If, if they're it, your friends, which it sounds like they are, like really, you're, you're, you know, they're going to understand. Now, I don't know, like the picking the one of the three is tough. You have six in the same summer. Get to the weddings. Pick a bachelorette and and really explain to them what your situation is. 
Yeah, just, just like, hey, like I, financially. Guys, I'd love to go to every one of the years. You're not the only one here that's going to have financial problems with, because at least three of these, because mm-hmm. you have six, you have other friends too, but at least three of these, everyone else in that group is going to be like, dealing with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'd be like, hey, I can only really go to one of these. Especially, there's a lot of time off too. Just isn't feasible. And if someone gets like really upset about that, be like, well, I'm going to be at every single wedding. Like I can't. Yeah. I think you just be very blunt about it. You know, just say, I will be at one of them. We're going to have a great time. I'll be at the weddings, be everything mm-hmm. else. But uh, yeah, I, I can't do six bachelorette parties this year because yeah. I have way more. Yeah. I think you, you just explain it to them. I know they, they might be like petty or whatever and just know that the wedding is important. Be at the wedding. The bachelorette party is uh, understandably every girl wants to have their big bash and be the center of attention. And who, who wouldn't? You know, I exactly. get that. Of course, that's why. That's why the the joint one would not work. I was yeah. just asking you. But personally. for guys, for guys, it could. <laughs> yeah, and that's... just like, but the girls, you know, you have all the things, and you can't it's... have three girls wearing white bathing <laughs> yeah. suits at the pool. You exactly. Know? Exactly. P.S. Is okay for me to be a little annoyed. Three girls. Yeah. That. You, I'm annoyed reading this situation. You're, I, in it. you're, you're think, more than okay to be annoyed by this, <laughs> having three destinations, same group, bachelorette. Yeah. I don't know. But like, I, I, how do you be annoyed? Because every one, every one of those girls wants her own thing. and You, you can't, can't be, be annoyed that they want their own thing, but you can be annoyed at the situation that you've been put in. That's what of I, course, I'll say. Of course. All right, let's do the last one, Randy. What's up, guys? Just found out I'm pregnant with baby number two. Congratulations. Uh, the due date is my sister-in-law's wedding day. We told her right away, and she's pretty crushed. We won't make it to her out-of-town wedding. Other than offer a profound apology, what can I do to make this up to her? Also, I don't want to take attention away from her and her big day, so I'm nervous about announcing this to family. Okay. You have nothing to be yeah, like you, you ashamed already, of. You already talked to your, your sister about it. I think yeah. this is fine. Like, it's not like you can't, you know, you can't control your due date. I guess yeah. you can in a, you know, a little bit, but I, I'll explain the situation exactly how it's going to go. You're going to announce to your parents, we're pregnant. They're going, oh my God, when's the baby due? And you're going to say like March 14th. And they're going to go, oh, that's so, wait, that's right. Wedding. We're like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, well, that's a, that's a shame, but we're so excited. We're so excited. And that's exactly how it's going to go, exactly. and there'll be nothing more about it. Yes. You're, that's like you're getting into your own head about this. It, she, yeah. your, your sister-in-law, Yeah. my guess is she is not going to remember that her in-laws weren't there, right? Like, or, or not, or not, it, like her, her day is going to be so awesome anyway that it's not going to bug her for the rest of her life that two people weren't there. Oh, my own. I'm very confused by this. My due date is my sister-in-law's wedding day. So I'm guessing it's her husband or yeah, okay, her, her husband's, husband's sister. sister. Okay, yeah. so it's not even that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's more like her brother won't be there too. Okay. Yeah, that, that, yeah I mean, the, bro- the brother thing is one thing, but like how to take, you know, maybe, maybe you too. see how, where you're at pregnancy-wise. Maybe you give birth two weeks before and your brother can go to the, like the wedding. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, hold it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think it's yeah. I think this is this is fine. It's just one of those situations, and yeah. and guess what? This is a uh, your your uh, child is going to be a, their niece and nephew for much longer than their wedding day was. So yes. yeah, they're they're going to be way more excited being their aunt than probably 
their great wedding day. I just give them, you know, give them a nice gift and all of the the normal stuff. And yeah. Write them a nice letter. What? But you, this is not something you need. That's to worry about. yeah. That's a good point. Write a nice letter apologizing how you wish you could have been there. <laughs> that you're looking forward to, you know, future life and mm-hmm. and it could be such a great aunt to this kid. Boom. Easy. Boom. That's going to do it for us, Randy. Uh, thanks for hopping on the mail-in today. Please no subscribe, problem. rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Uh, hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or, again, you can write it at the link in Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Randy, where can the people find you? You can find me at Randy Trimbacki on all these socials. Cool. I am Brad Merriman, at Schmerriman. You can find me on the uh, socials as well. Uh, at that handle and we'll see you guys uh well maybe we'll see you next week who knows yeah scheduling scheduling schedule yeah finicky. we're gonna something yeah we'll, we'll keep you posted i got a new shirt today remember that everyone remember that sure today did. all right see y'all bye